What uh, throws us out of sorts? What makes us become other than peaceful? What takes us from a place of, a place of serenity to a place of fear? Have we ever been in a place of serenity? Do we know what serenity is? Have we ever found serenity? Or are we constantly uneasy, not knowing what to expect, wondering what's going to be around the next corner? Deer are known for their temerity, their timidness. They, when they're in their herds, sleep in a circle with everybody looking outward. And if any one of them stirs because of hearing something or being frightened by something, they take off and everybody takes off after them. A deer is so aware of its vulnerability. A better way to phrase that would be, a deer is so frightened of its own vulnerability that it becomes startled by anything. Hearing its own droppings hit a leaf will be enough to set a deer off. And then the deer runs and runs and runs until it's exhausted before it looks around to see if whatever frightened him is still there. Are we timid? Are we anxiety prone? Do we have fears that constantly chase us until we're exhausted? And are these things real? Or are they an inherent part of our karma that drives us in inappropriate uh, responses? The medical community has labeled the severe forms of this paranoia. Um, paranoia being a deep-seated fear of things that don't necessarily exist, yet the deep-seated fear exists. <clears throat> and this deep-seated fear drives all of the actions of some people. And it's not until they somehow begin to realize that these fears are internal as opposed to external realities that they can begin 
to alter the nature of their existence. Fear has tremendous consequences on people, people's lives. In the world of illusion, chaos dances with confusion. And from this mating of chaos and confusion, fear emerges. A karmic insecurity as to what will happen next. A karmic insecurity as to the nature of the next moment. A karmic insecurity as to their lives and the nature of their lives. What drives this? What makes this happen? And what is the solution to this? How do you come fear? Well, if you can find faith, certitude, and determination in your Lord, it will give you a sense of repose and a sense of peace that can combat fear. If you can find dignity in your being and have dignity under difficult circumstances, it can be a buffer to the fear and worry of the world. This fear, this worrying, usually doesn't involve anything that is presently occurring, but it is a reaction to imaginary future events. And then the pain of the outcome of those future events and the reaction to that pain now causes the distress that fear brings. It's called worrying. Why do we engage in the attempt to foretell what's going to happen next. And furthermore, when we engage in that, why do we sometimes conclude that unfortunate things are going to occur? Why do we get into the business of feeling future pain now, why can't we settle into the moment and be where we are in the moment and view our surroundings in the moment and be satisfied with 
the moment. Well, it's actually the inability to do that that causes fear. It's the inability to slow down that causes fear. It's the inability to become at repose that causes fear. Our life is so fast and we are in such a constant state of motion that even when we stop, we don't stop. Our mind continues running at the same pace we have been running through the day. So when we come to a stop, all of us, all the parts of us, have to come to a stop. So if we're done working, not only is our physical working part coming to a stop, but the mental part has to come to a stop. We need to become content in the knowledge that our Lord is merciful. We need to become content in the belief that our Lord intends good for us. We need to become comfortable with a positive outlook as to what's going to happen next. In reality, we do not know what's going to happen next. But if our attitude is positive as to what's going to happen next, it's much easier for us to be in a state of peace. If our attitude is negative as to what's going to happen next, then we create a negative atmosphere for our next step. The creative process is constantly creating. If it wasn't, we wouldn't be breathing. This earth, which we think exists on its own, is in reality constantly being recreated by Allah. Our beings are constantly created and recreated by Allah. He doesn't leave this existence for an instant. If he left it, it would not be here. We are constantly within Allah in the same way that the fish is constantly within water. And when we recognize that, and we recognize the power that surrounds us at all times, we should be able to take comfort in that. So we need to recognize the immense, overwhelming, constant effulgence of Allah that surrounds us and contains us at every moment. And if we can imagine 
the glory of being contained within the effulgence that is Allah, it would be much easier for us to be able to find peace and repose. Worrying about the future is a sign of a lack of inherent faith. Why? Because if we worry about the future, we are in the midst of doubt. And as a wise man once said, doubt is out. And if we stay within doubt, we are going to end up in fear. Fear becomes near. And we don't have the tools to combat it at close range. So we need to distance ourselves from it. And what distances ourselves from fear? Faith. Faith and acknowledgement that that which we believe in has promised us mercy, has promised us a clear way, has promised to guide us appropriately, has promised that he will not put burdens before us that are more than we can handle, that our trials will not be beyond our capacity. So as we walk through our daily existence, as we walk through our life, we need to believe that our Lord guides us and our Lord protects us and our Lord sustains and maintains us and doesn't forget us for an instance. For an instant. When Moses went to get the Ten Commandments, his wife was pregnant. And as he was climbing Mount Sinai, God called to him and he said, Moses. And Moses didn't hear him because he was deep in thought about his wife. And God called Moses again. And Moses still didn't hear him. And he called Moses a third time. And Moses was startled and said, yes, Lord. And he said, Moses, what are you thinking about? He said, I'm thinking about my pregnant wife. And God said, I know. You were so intent in those thoughts that you didn't hear me when I called you. And he said, Moses, you see that stone next to your right foot? Kick it. And he did. And underneath that stone was a tiny frog, a blade of grass, and a few drops of water. And he and God said to Moses, if I know about that frog and I've supplied its food and its drink, I also know about your wife and you are my prophet and Allah will take care of your child-to-be and your wife. Now you must go and do your duty that you are doing on my behalf.
if Moses can be blocked by worry, it's understandable that we might be blocked by worry. But Moses recovered. After he was shown the glory, he believed and was relieved because he believed. So if we want to be relieved, we must believe. And in that belief is the relief that we need and is the place that will restore us to the dignity that is what a believer has. As opposed to falling from dignity, in doubt, we are raised into dignity with belief. The great teachers are always dignified. They don't lose their sense of presence. Why? Because they know they are constantly within the presence of their Lord. They know they are constantly being protected by their Lord. They know that they are constantly interactive with that their Lord. We are in his midst. His midst is the creative process. His midst is what made us. His nature is what created us. And if we are in touch with that nature, that is the creative process, and our state is negativity, then negativity will be produced through us. If our state is positive, then all that is good will be produced through us. We set forth the action that leads to the next action. And we set that forth by our state at this moment. If we have a good thought now, our next thought will be good. If we have a good action now, our next action will be good. If we have a positive inclination, our next inclination will be positive. If we have a positive intention, our next intention will be positive. And it begins there. And then we need to realize that this one thing is true. It ain't what you say. It's what you do. And then we have to take that intention and turn it into action. And when those intentions are turned into actions, then we really become part of the creative process that our Lord intends for this world and for us. And then we become actors on behalf of our Lord. Then we become the ones who walk love around. You see, we can walk lots of different things around. 
we become carriers. We become carriers for anger. We become carriers for hatred. We become carriers for hastiness. These things in, 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 in exist within us. But if love exists within us, then this bag of bones with legs and arms walks love around. And when that happens, there is a transcendent experience that occurs for us and for everybody we have in contact with. Imagine, you're capable of creating transcendent experiences for others by being in a transcendent experience yourself. That's how it works. Allah gives to those who give, and Allah's supply is endless. So if you hoard, you're not going to get. If you give, you will be given to freely. So learn to give. And what is the most important thing you can give? Give of yourself. Give of your truth. Give of your love. Give of your joy. Give of your happiness. Give of your smile. The prophet said, a smile is charity. And it is. Charity is at the root of what Allah does for all of us. Our life is charity. Our breath is charity. Our food is charity. Our water is charity. We are constantly being given charity. We need to give back. And the way we can give back at its best is to give the joy that we know and we've been taught to others. To give the luminosity of the existence of the Creator to others. To pass forward the grace that we have gotten from Him to others to give the charity to others that he has given to us. It's like that. The prophets came as charity. The friends of God came as charity. Charity to man God, charity to man from God, to allow them to know about the truth of the Creator. And the words of charity that explain this truth are constantly being given to the world like rain. And like rain, in order to get your share, you have to put out a pot. So to get these words, you have to be near them. You have to hear them. You have to imbibe them. And you have to make them part of your being and part of who you are. It's only this way that we can leave the world that doesn't 
exist and that we can be in reality. And the world that doesn't exist is this future that we worry about. The world that doesn't exist is everything that's outside of the span of this moment. The past left. The future isn't. We have the moment. And in the moment, we can make the create the the connection to the creative source and we can be in tune with that. But as soon as we digress into the mind, that connection is broken. And when the Lord says, Moses, we don't hear. We need to be in the place where we hear where we're paying attention, where we're constantly hearing our name repeated over and over and over by Allah who wants us to know him and who wants us to be with him. And to be in that place, we have to have a clear, one-sided focus as to what our intention is. Is And we can't let all the worldly distractions become important to us. We have to sit like a prince on his throne who doesn't get thrown by all of the different questions that come at him and the problems that come at him, but sits in a seat of justice where he dispenses the truth. And each of us, each of us has to see ourselves in that seat. And each of us has to learn correctly what needs to be dispensed from that seat. No matter what our status in existence, we are put in positions where we give out. We are put in positions where we have influence on things. And it is incredibly important what that influence that we put out is. A butterfly, a butterfly flapping its wings in Malaysia can cause a tornado in Kansas. So when you're put in the position of flapping your wings, Make sure they're flapped appropriately. Make sure they're flapped with kindness. Make sure they're flapped with care. So that instead of tornadoes, there's a soft, comforting rain. Instead of tornadoes, there's a cool breeze. And that's what you influence in this existence. So we need to tread carefully. And we need to know that our words are important, that our actions are important, that we are not ignored. All of us were created by that one. There was a sheikh sitting with his group, and a knock came at the door. On the, at the door, one of the students got up and answered it, 
and then came back and sat with the sheikh saying nothing. Mm. A minute went by and the sheikh said, well, what was it? And he said, it was just a beggar asking for a loaf of bread. And the sheikh said, go get him and give him a loaf of bread. If God saw fit to give him a soul, we can certainly see fit to give him a loaf of bread. Let's understand this about each and every one of us. Each and every person you encounter, each and every being you encounter, has a soul that was given to him by Allah, and Allah thought enough of him to give him that soul. Respect that and act appropriately. Love that and love appropriately. Also, very importantly, recognize that that soul was also given to you and respect that and act appropriately towards that. When you are within your own presence, you are also within the presence of your Lord and act that way. Have that dignity over your own being. Have that respect for your own being. Have that kind of compassion towards your own being. So, love others and love yourself. Share that love and that compassion with all and don't drop your dignity. Always remember that you are a case to hold a soul And that soul comes from Allah, and you are the safekeeper of that. What an immense responsibility has been given to each of us. And Allah gave it to us because he knows that we can take care of that. So we must enter into that phase. This is not a path for those who don't have courage. This is not a path of fear. This is a path of joy and a path of constancy, a path of faith and a path of strength and a path of certitude that our Lord is merciful and his mercy is extended to us and that our reward is with him. And knowing that our reward is with him should clear any fear that we may have, should clear any idea of problems that we may have, and should make all of those kinds of things seem petty in comparison to his truth and his reality. So stop spending your life juggling balls and paying attention to them as if they had importance. Let them drop. Nothing's going to happen. Keep your focus where it's supposed to be. Keep your intention where it's supposed to be. And then your life will fall into the straight path and go towards our Creator. May Allah make that easy for all of us. May he make that the intention for all of us. May he make that the way for all of us. May he make that clearly visible to all of us. 
May he make that easy for all of us to do. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbi Lalameen. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.